Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin Deming, and welcome to my podcast called Perspective Matters. Uh, This is where we're going to be talking about a biblical approach to discussing how our perspective matters and it shapes our understanding how we see life, situations, and people in the middle of a problem. Hope you enjoy. Well, excited today to have Jeremy Kingsley here uh, with us for a conversation about our perspective in this pandemic we're going through. Jeremy Kingsley's been a friend of mine for quite a while, of 20, 25 years or so in, in life and ministry. He's an author. Uh, he's also uh, been a speaker for leadership, for, for ministries, for churches uh, for quite a few years. In fact, he's been a big part of, of our church and my churches that I've gone through and uh, been able to come and be a huge part of, of, of the spiritual growth in their lives and things like that. But uh, so Jeremy, I'd love for people to know a little bit more about you. And so uh, you, you're a founder of One Life, uh, One Life Leadership, One Life Ministries. I'd love for you just to share real quickly, uh, what, is, what is that? And, and, and you know, what, do you, what, you know, what do you do with that? Sure. So my speaking and my writing basically has two outlets. We have One Life Leadership. That's my for-profit. So when I go to businesses and companies, I talk about leadership and kind of team development. Then we have One Life Ministries. So anything with churches, Christian schools, Christian events, I go there, teach the Bible, preach uh, on a number of different issues to hopefully help encourage people to grow spiritually. Yeah, and that's great. But and during this time, uh, you know, you've worked with a lot of businesses and a lot of churches. What are you seeing from them uh, and hearing from them of how they're handling some of this, uh, this new season, this upside down world we're in? Well, especially I would say the leadership in a lot of these businesses or the pastors, they're concerned financially uh, how they're going to survive. One of the big things a lot of the leaders are struggling with is laying people off. You know, a lot of these uh, management type level people, pastors, having to let people go, that hurts them. You know, a lot of them care and love those people. So they're working through this uh, process and relationally as well as just practically with the finances yeah and i know that that's kind of a common thing not just with people you see but in in our world today you know and as people are trying to handle uh just what is it like to to lose um a job or the financial side of things are you seeing that kind of out and around and hearing from people about what that's like a little bit yeah the last stat that i was given was 22 million Americans have lost their jobs so far, and that doesn't that doesn't really count the people who just have their hours cut, which to me, financial stress, it comes back to the house. It can come out with your wife and your kids. A lot of people move stress around, and uh, it can hurt a lot of relationships, so we have to be careful just dealing with the financial stress in general. Yeah, that is something where we have stress in one area, it also impacts others. And now being in a house uh, almost all the time with everybody and trying to navigate through that can be tough uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, So I was thinking about that too with you. For you, you're kind of a little bit in that category of of your livelihood was based upon you going to businesses. Your livelihood is based upon you going to a church to, to speak and to lead and to to, to hold these, these times together. I mean, that's your, that's how you get, get paid and your income and you care for your family. And all of a sudden now these businesses and churches are saying, well, we got to hold off on, on this. And so um, for you as someone in this 
business before, you know, and in this world of trying to, to do that, have you experienced anything like this in the past where maybe you've, you've struggled with, with that or had, um, um, you know, some, some hard times with that that you can look back onto to help you during this season? Yeah. God's teaching me again for the nth number of time. I don't remember how many times it's been, but yeah, we've had struggles. So think about it right now for anyone in the speaking business or in the event world in general, event planners, even uh, people that are involved in lighting and sound and things like that. We are basically laid off because there's no public gatherings. Um, but yeah, for me, it's not the first time. When I first got married, I remember Dawn and I, like a lot of couples, struggled out of the gate. Uh, I was on a trip in Colorado when her car broke down. And some of the guys I look up to had said, you know, you need to get her a reliable car with you being gone a lot. Uh, that's a dangerous situation, right? So you got to her to feel safe. So we got a car and we had a car payment for the first time. It wasn't a huge thing, maybe like $200 or something like that. But I noticed talking with Dawn that about every couple of weeks, our savings was getting you know, lower and lower. And all of a sudden we didn't have any savings anymore. So we said, all right, we've got to make some cuts here. Uh, what should we cut first? So we cut um, going to the movies. So still haven't seen Happy Gilmore or Titanic. You know, it's like 96, <laughs> say by the Bell reunion, whatever's going on with that. Um, but we still were having issues. We said, okay, no new clothes, no new shoes. But then it got bad enough where we started to cut groceries. And this was like our first or second year in marriage. And I remember a week where there was like five days where we literally ate toast at night. And we got a bill that we weren't going to be able to make. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but you know, when you first get married, we want to prove ourselves um, to our wife, to our wife's family, to our family. I can have a good job. I can bring in a paycheck. I can take care of your daughter. Um, so I started to feel this shame and embarrassment. And I went to my church. And I'm telling you, I don't think I've ever felt this embarrassed, uh, this humbled before. Uh, I was tearing up asking one of the pastors, is there any way the church could help pay this electric bill? And man, the, the grace and the open arms that they had said, man, we'd love to help you with this. And you don't have to feel like you have to conquer everything on yourselves. I don't want everyone to always think you have to be independent. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you and I have tried to teach our kids to be independent in a good way of do your homework. I uh, want you to be a good worker at your job, learn how to cook, do your laundry. That makes sense. But spiritually, we need to be dependent. So the, the big lesson from that whole thing for me initially 25 years ago was God saying, it's not that I don't want you to be a provider, but you are not the provider. That's who God is. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I, I, you know, if you take those lessons and we continue to see how God can use those seasons of our life to help us later on. And uh, right now, I know that you personally are going through a season where you don't, you don't have that income coming in. And so you're having to say, all right, God, you are the provider. You're the one that, this, that we're going to rely upon. You're the one that we're going to trust in. And uh, you're not alone. I mean, the statistic of 22 million plus, and like you said, it doesn't even count the hourly and the, the places where all of a sudden now there are a lot of families. And, and as wisdom should dictate, we all should be looking at our expenses and saying, how do we cut back?
Right. And um, it makes sense right now. You know, two scriptures that pop in my head. One is just in the story of Abraham offering Isaac. Yeah. The first time we see the idea of Jehovah Jireh, God provides. And there's an idea in there that he sees. He sees the need and says, do you understand? I see it and I will provide for you. And then to what you just said with needing wisdom, I think in stewardship, how are we saving? How are we spending? Let's be good stewards of what's happening right now. That kind of reminded me of James 1, that we just need to ask for wisdom during this whole thing to be careful with our family and our finances and, and kind of how we're going about this in this weird, unique situation we're all in. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, uh, you know, I was, I was telling a lot of people, you know, for the first time in the history of the world that I've ever seen, we're all in the same boat. The whole world is. Now, we're different parts of the boat. That's kind of how I describe it, that, you know, maybe you're one section of the boat where maybe you're dealing with sickness or maybe you're dealing with the loss of the job or maybe you're dealing with some other things. But, but the entire world is in this unique boat of, wow, upside down world. So for us, as we're kind of thinking through here and you're kind of would give any kind of like final thoughts or encouragement for people, how they could grow in this time, how they could depend upon God, as you talked about that spiritual dependence or, or kind of any insight for people, what kind of things would you help people with in this time and have a perspective on God or, or growth and in, in their walk with God? Yeah, it's funny because what I see the most online and just personally is everyone thinks they need something and they need it desperately. So can they get it online? Can they get it at the grocery store? Can they get it at Sam's Club or Costco? And um, everyone's posting about it. It's a big victory if they actually get it at the store. And you see people posting with their toilet paper and all their little things or pictures. And it's funny because when you go in your kitchen, you look in your pantry, you look in your refrigerator, and we're doing this like everyone else. You know, we need bread, we need milk, you know, we need eggs, or we need meat, things like that. And you make that list uh, because those things are missing in our refrigerator, in our pantry. But I like that idea spiritually. I like to call Galatians 5.22, which is the fruit of the spirit, like the spiritual grocery store. Mm -hmm. But this is a great time for us. Look inside your heart, or I call the pantry inside, what's missing? So if I say, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If I could go to the spiritual grocery store and God's helping me think through what I need the most, could I pick like two of those and start praying, God, there's two of these that I really need. We need all of them ultimately, but there's two that really stick out. Pick two of those and let's work on that during this whole pandemic while we're in this situation. Yeah, and, and for us, it's, it's, it's trying to figure out what those are. Um, for you, what might be one or, one or two of the ones that you're kind of focusing on right now? I would say patience is for sure one. You know, kind of going back to with all the events being closed, shut down, you know, they're banned in essence. Um, how long is it going to take till people start meeting together again? Mm -hmm. When's the next time I'm not necessarily speaking online, but actually physically in a room with people? That's tough. Um, and I think joy might be in there too. I'm a big fan of just, God, I don't want to sit around and complain. I don't want to sit around and think of all the negative things. What are the things that give me joy? Uh, one is just him, his word, his love, his forgiveness. Practically, I've been trying to discipline myself to do my thank you list every day. 
Mm. I'm thankful for Dawn and Jaden and Dylan, you know, my family. I just want to go through that list and let that joy come that, uh, that God kind of provides. So probably joy and patience would be the two that my pantry needs to be full. And you're probably not alone in those two needing yeah. to be at this time. You mentioned the whole spiritual pantry and thoughts on that. And uh, so from, from where we were, we, Becca and I left to go to Israel March 2nd. And at March 2nd, there was 60 cases in the U.S. out of, you know, how many, 300, 400 million people. And uh, it, 60 cases. So it was on our mind, but so off the radar. We get to Israel, and as we go to Israel, all of a sudden, day after day, all of a sudden, it just starts. Like, it's like we left. And on that day, all of a sudden, it just, that was the week. We were in, the 10 days were in Israel. So every day, it just started exploding, 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 exploding. And the perspective we had in Israel was really strange because in Israel, it was, uh, they were shutting things down. They, they quarantined the whole town of Bethlehem and Jericho. We weren't even able to go in there. And so we're seeing the seriousness of it, and they're starting to kick us out. We knew that the day that our plane was leaving, that, that there was probably only about one or two more days, and then they were kicking every American, every tourist, every person out of the country. We were one of the last tours of that time. So we went from a pretty normal world, craziness in Israel. We come back home, quarantine ourselves because I'm sick and I'm thinking maybe I have this, to finding out within that next week that I do have the COVID and my family now is showing symptoms and we're not able to leave. And so from that perspective and that time, all of a sudden about one and a half, two weeks later, we, we can't leave anywhere. We can't go anywhere. We have no access. We have no ability to get anything. And so a couple of things started happening. We went online to see, can we order groceries? Can we get stuff sent here? We're getting out of milk. We're out of this. And, and you know, we have plenty of toilet paper. In fact, I haven't even bought toilet paper since like February. So we haven't needed it, you know, so we're good with that. But, but everything else, it was kind of like, like, what do we need? And we got online. My wife got online and she was, she couldn't order a whole lot of stuff. I went to walmart.com and there wasn't a lot of stuff. And, and so she did kind of a, we did kind of a little bit of a panic order, you know, soup and this and whatever we could come up with. Funny thing about that, they broke that order up into about eight to 10 different deliveries. The other day, we, yesterday we got our last order from that, that thing and it was one box and it had a uh, uh, dry soup in it. <laughs> uh. But that was kind of our panic. Just so we were feeling that pantry of what do we go into? And then on the other side of that, uh, we, um, we thankfully had people that would call us every day. If you need groceries. We had neighbors dropping groceries off at our door. We had people dropping Gatorade and medicine and food. And, and we have felt so loved by people. But it was hard because the first day we hear we're quarantined, just kind of like you, we're, we're getting all these phone calls. Can we get groceries for you? And we have to stop and say, yes. Yes, could you please stop and get some groceries? So that was a hard, hard season. That's kind of a hard season for us and that. Now, thankfully, we're able to go and David started working at Walmart again. We can get that, but yeah, it is a little humbling when you go through that. Sometimes it's hard to ask for help. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you, Jeremy. This is just a, a great um, time for us just to look at some different things and get your perspective. And I know you're you're definitely coming from a different perspective than some people. At the same time, you're also in the same perspective as a lot of people as well. And and for us, just uh, hopefully this has been encouragement to to you, people who are maybe watching this video as well. Uh, and, and check out JeremyKingsley.com. Check out his website. Check out and see what 
what uh, he, who he is and some of his, his, his different uh, things that his heart comes from and the passion that he has. And um, I, just, I just thank you for being the friend, honestly, for life and ministry. It's been something that you've been a, a great encouragement for me over the years and a huge part of, of my spiritual growth. You've been a part of that, and I've appreciated you. So thanks for giving us a few minutes and, and hearing from you, and, and we pray that people will use this and, and be encouraged to find that one or two things out of their spiritual pantry. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Hope we can do it again here maybe soon. Yep, definitely. Thanks, Kevin.